0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 808 of Cold Waves Soundcheck, I'm Aaron Pollock. This year we're chatting with the performers of the Cold Waves 8 Festival running Thursday, September 19th through Sunday the 22nd at Metro and Smart Bar in Chicago. This year's performers include Pop Will Eat Itself, Knitzer Ed, Test Department, Filter, Chem Lab, Severed Heads, Pig, and many, many more. Head to coldwaves.net for the full lineup and ticket links. This week we're chatting with Friday Metro performer Daniel Meyer. This is How Jack Yeah, chatting with you in philadelphia you're playing with the nitzer ebb tour with your new project i'm gonna mess it up uh lieb, yes. lieb- yeah. Next. yeah. uh tell me about this project
1: i kind of started this project a while ago when um gazafelstein or gazafestine first uh became popular and um, i really liked the sound of gazafelstein and uh, i tried to do my own spin on on the sound of course i always loved techno i always dj techno stuff and uh and over the years it evolved into my own sound, I think, and um, the tracks that I release right now, they are actually finished for quite some time now, but um, I didn't want to release it on a scene label, I I, I wanted to work with a techno label, and it got finally picked up last year from Hard Electronic, which is a side label of Industrial Strength from Lenny D, and I'm really happy, and I think it's going to be it's already quite successful and I hope it's going to evolve into something right. bigger and um, maybe outside of this scene more to the techno scene.
0: The last album you put out was the live album Alive. yeah, yeah. And that seemed to be sort of like a, a best of, of the past 25 years or so of the yeah, band. So yeah. so what, what was the thought about that album? Was it just a good time to look back? Yeah,
1: it was kind of like um, when we were on tour with, uh skinny puppy we it it was like the best tour we ever did i think in the in in the united states and there was a certain chemistry uh all the all the bands were friendly uh, the whole thing was just amazing and we had a really good time on stage and we decided to from that point on to record all of our shows there was always the idea because um i think in 2017 we turned 25 years or it was like a 25 year anniversary and there there was a label that wanted to do a best-of album but we were never really fans of best-of albums we they even had artwork finished and they selected songs that uh, was just it was just not our thing so we wanted to do our own thing and um, in the end we had like lots of recordings of various shows all over the world one of my favorites actually was from Bratislava at a very small festival it was just a very enthusiastic audience, and uh, at, at the end, I think we have three songs from that uh, from that show on on the album. So we did kind of our view on a best of, but um, we tried to capture this the live sound. And Manu um, Manu Richter, our third guy on stage, uh, mixed the album, and we we're really happy with it.
0: Yeah. Um... Live albums are tricky sometimes, but yes. I, I've been listening to that one and I feel like it really comes across like like you're there and it, and Thank you. And Thank it sounds you. good. We try, we try. So, I was reading that you grew up in East Germany. Yeah. So, I feel like that's really fascinating considering how different things are now. So, tell me about, you know, from personal experience, uh, how you've seen the changes well, in your country.
1: It, it was drastic. I mean... Uh, when we I, we actually moved to West Germany uh, before the war came down uh, and um, we ca- we kindly of got we fi- kind of got um, deported because m- uh, my parents applied to move it was kind of complicated back then uh, my stepfather was in jail uh, for for trying to escape uh, and when he got released after two years they just kicked us out of the country basically so it was. I think eighteen wow. months before the wall actually came down, uh, mm-hmm. and when it actually came down, we couldn't believe it because it was something that we would never have like thought of. Uh, it was such a divided thing. And
0: uh, how old were you when the wall came I, down? I was sixteen. Okay.
1: Uh, no, actually, when the wall came down, I was I was eighteen. Okay. Um, and uh, because it was not an option for me growing up in East Germany that, that it will ever be, there, there will never be. An, not this. I mean, this country was, for me, uh, never ending. I guess uh, it was just a surprise, you know, and, uh, because they taught us that we are kind of enemies. Uh, it's ca- capitalism is evil. Blah blah. All this shit. And uh, so when it when it finally was open, it was just incredible. And uh, but. Uh, I, I moved back to East Germany uh 19 no, no 18 years ago and it's actually uh it's still kind of a divided country.
0: I was going to say things don't just integrate immediately. No,
1: no. No, I mean it's been now 30 years almost I think. Uh but it's still uh like there's a there's a big gap with in- income um there's a... it's still not there, you know. It's there's still like A lot of things to be done, I guess, yeah.
0: have been working with it on a ton of other projects. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some of those. So let's start off with IDK One. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that project.
1: Well, IDK is. Um, uh, yeah, well, that's hard to. <laughs> it was just a bunch of kind of leftover tracks. I I started when I moved when I first moved to Leipzig. I started some kind of noise project. And I actually called it Noise, uh, but like the German city, Neuss, uh, it's closer to Düsseldorf, it's The city close to Düsseldorf, whatever. Uh, so I started a Noise project with um, because I, I DJed at this at this um, event called Industrial industrialized Industrialization that was held in Leipzig, like like a four times a year huge industrial. Uh, Thing with uh, but only strictly with power noise and uh, like ambient noise and stuff like that so I started this project just to have something that I could also play mm-hmm. that was like not from other artists and uh, and so it, it developed over the years and uh, but I never got, got to release it and uh, some of the stuff ended up uh, that I used for architect uh, some of the stuff I used then later for rendered. But some of the stuff was neither this nor that, so, um, but I kind of liked it, and so I just wanted to release it in the end because I thought it was good material, and um, that's how it got finally released. And the name is, of course, I don't know because I have so many band names that I don't, I can't come up with something something new by now. That's funny. I didn't yeah. pick up on that. That's yeah.
0: clever. What about DSTR?
1: Yeah, DSDR is... Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with this. Um, we didn't release anything new except for that um, cover version uh, from Royxop and we uh, toured not too long ago, we played in Austin, South by Southwest and we did a few shows on the way to... we started in San Francisco and did a couple of shows on the way to Austin. We actually drove from San Francisco to Austin and um, on the way, it was like ten days, and on the way, I realized that uh, maybe I shouldn't do so many things. That uh, it's uh, some of the things are just so time-consuming, and the results are. I mean, I mean, I live off of my music, so it's uh, some things are just not worth doing. Right. Even though I like the music, I like to be on stage with this stuff. I have a lot of fun, uh, but in the end, we went home with uh, with nothing in our pockets, and it's. So some of the things I just shouldn't shouldn't do, and uh, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with this.
0: Okay, so that sounds like a tough trade-off. That you might be more passionate about something, but you know that something else might be more yeah commercially exactly. it, viable. It,
1: it is, it is. Um, so right now I f- I focus a lot on producing other bands because that's where yeah. um, where I make money actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I produce a few bands in, in Germany. I did some productions over here, so this is what I will focus on. In the future, of course, I will still do my things. I will do Architect. I will do Liebknecht because I was going to say architect was next to my list. Yeah, yeah. Liebknecht is very promising. Uh, It starts off very good, and the tour seems to do very well for me. So we'll see what's going to happen.
0: And then you've even put out stuff under just your own name.
1: I did in the 90s. I had a project called Meyer, which was a German based thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And now, I have some, uh, some approach from techno labels and it might be time to do something under my own name. Yeah.
0: So going back to how job, uh, it looked like your last new release was about four or five years ago. Yeah. The blend back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is that something that you're ready to, Oh yeah, we are, we are working
1: together. on it. Okay. Um, I have to kick Dejan's ass because he's, um, <laughs> this time it was his, his, um, his turn to, to start. Um, because the last album I started and I did most of the pre work and now it was his turn and he's kind of lazy, but he also has a real job and uh, <laughs> and, and I'm just the one. But so I, I need to I need to kick his ass actually because I really want to do it and we have lots of ideas. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really like again something else. It's going to be a sample based album only. Um, the last album was more. Organic analog and uh, analog sounding and the new album. It's only based on samples that we find everywhere Yeah, yeah, so yeah,
0: I think it's really fun when When a band that you are into just You have no idea what to expect. Yeah, yeah. you know next time. It's yeah. you know, it's not gonna be the same thing. And yeah, Sometimes it's it's a pleasant surprise. Sometimes it's, you know, this is my thing this time. But yeah, I hope it's a pleasant time. surprise when it finally comes out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure everyone's going to love it. Yeah. So what's coming up for you the second half of the year?
1: In July, I'm going to play... Uh, we're going to actually play with Haujab at Amphi Festival. Okay. We're going to play at Terminus in Calgary. Nice. I'm still working on stuff in August. I, I hope that in August we can finally... Finish the, the album. Mm-hmm. Um, September we're going to play uh, another festival in Germany and uh, then there's already cold waves, right? This is Manu! This is Dejan! We're Hautjöp! And now comes was Neues, was Altes, keine Ahnung. Oh yeah, was Kompliziertes. sich Melter!
0: On this episode, you heard Machine Drum, Renegades of Noise, and Meltdown from the Alive album. Howjob can be found at howjob.bandcamp.com. Our opening music is Madmaker by Acumenation. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Join us next week as we chat with Susan Subtract from Physical Wash. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, Jamie Duffy. Here is Jamie writing about the work he did on the ChemLab album, Oxidizer. May 25th, 2004. I've been a huge ChemLab fan for over 10 years, even before I heard the name Acumen. I was happy when we got signed to Fifth Column, happy when I worked on Eastside Militia and the remixes. I edited ESM. I was happy when I was doing sound for ChemLab on the SMG tour, and when we did the awesome ChemLab Acumen 16V tour '96. When Jared and I were on the first United tour, we were talking about making a new ChemLab record, and I was happy to know that he wanted me involved. So anyway, Jason and I spent a lot of time writing and playing and programming. We were trying to make the best record we could, no bullshit. Time was starting to run out, we had a deadline, and other things to tend to. Jared being in a totally different country didn't make things any easier. I will be the first to say that our version wasn't perfect, and I can respect the fact that Jared wanted some things changed. Here's where things get hairy. We finished Oxy and got it in a few days past deadline, but then nothing for two months. Then Jared decides he wants things changed. At this point, I was on tour and Jason was busy doing other things and he didn't want to deal with it. If we hadn't been rushed to meet a deadline, we all could have used those two months to make a record everyone would have been pleased with. So Jared and Jules went in to tweak a few things, turn up Fox and the occasional sample and put in the things that we didn't have time to, whatever. But the way Jay and I made and mixed everything, all Pro Tools, Absinthe, Battery, Sample Cell, Virus, and the Kitchen Sink, makes it impossible for anyone except us to open up a session to turn up a vocal or add something and have the mix come out the same. Unless you have a clone of our gear and sounds and soft synths and patches, you're fucked. I personally don't think it was such a good idea. Look where we are now. I spent some good time by myself programming and mixing and then heard the CD and wanted to smash it. But it doesn't say Jamie Duffy Oxidizer, does it? Then again, if Jared didn't go back in with Jules, he would always be kicking himself because there were things he wanted added that got ignored. If all of us involved had thought things through a little better, we probably could have avoided this whole mess. I'm not mad at Jared, and if there comes another time, I'd still be on board. And with the knowledge that we've all gained, I'm sure it'd be a blast. Has anyone tried playing both versions of Oxidizer at the same time? Hmm, I'm gonna have to try this out. Who knows? XO XO Jamie